from Rockwired Sound in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, this is Rockwired Radio Profiles with your host, Brian Lush, exclusively at rockwired.com. Today, Rockwired gives it up for Lull Water. Stick around for more. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media LLC, a limited liability company. Please stand by. Welcome to the latest edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles, exclusively at rockwired.com. I'm your host, Brian Lush, and the music is out there. And today, we're giving it up for the band Lullwater, who are on the eve of releasing a brand new live EP, Seattle Sessions. Rockwired had a chance to speak with the band's frontman, John Strickland, regarding the new EP, and you're going to be hearing that interview in just a few minutes. But first, from their EP, Seattle Sessions, here is Lullwater with their take on the Pearl Jam Classic release. Thank you. 
That was Lullwater's performance of the Pearl Jam Classic release off of their upcoming EP, Seattle Sessions. You can also check out the music video for that song right here at rockwired.com. Rockwired had a chance to speak with the band's frontman, John Strickland, regarding the new release, and here's how the interview went. You know, you've got this new EP, Seattle Sessions, out now, and now that it's out there for people to get a listen to how do you feel about the finished work you know i'm 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 surprised of the of the uh i guess the product the record it it, it definitely um it kind of brings us back to whenever we did it in, in 2013 it's, it's such a different recording from the songs that we have on our our uh, official lp off revival um that it's cool man you know it, it, it's kind of it, it's its own thing uh, the seattle sessions was done in a couple days uh, Jonathan Plum let us use the studio um, at London Bridge uh, for a couple of days, and we just had a really good time with it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think it's it's kind of got a different a different feel for those songs than than we're used to playing them. So, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of cool to look back and, and see how we were playing those songs in 2013, and and uh, and what and what they sound like live now. You know, it just shows you three years of playing the same song over and over, where it, it definitely changes a little bit. Yeah, and not to bring up a, a somber note, but, you know, I mean, the, 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 the EP and everything, you know, it, it sort of, you know, brings Chris Cornell to mind, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually in Seattle right now. Uh, right. That's yeah, what I was told. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it is definitely a somber, it was somber, man. Like, when, you know, Cornell was that that iconic, legendary singer that I, I grew up idolizing, and, and it, it, um, it's just so odd. It's so weird. And we were getting on the flight to Seattle, and everyone was just bummed out, and, and it was it was just kind of surreal. You know, it's, you wake up, you're like, all right, we're going to Seattle today, and then you wake up and look at the, the news, and and uh, and you see Chris Cornell had, had passed. So it's yeah, it's 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 weird. I think that the Seattle sessions, um, it, it, we we like to, I don't know, say that 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 record was done just kind of on a whim and we were doing tour but but seattle's always been that city and that place that that we gravitate towards just because of the history of the scene and the city itself and how uh, you know london bridge studios how how incredibly i don't know historic that place is with all the records that they've produced um so yeah it it kind of ties it's kind of tying everything into in together i guess yeah, it certainly does. I mean, I, I, I remember hearing about Soundgarden from back in 89, and I wasn't even from Seattle. So, you know, he was like, you know, he he really was the guy who got that whole thing going, in, yeah, in a sense, you know. That's what a lot of people are talking about with, you know, Nirvana and Nevermind. Like, Soundgarden were doing it. They were, they were the first, you know, they were the first big Seattle grunge band to come out and uh, kind of paved the way for the other guys to, to, uh, to have success. Absolutely. So, who helped you guys behind the the recording console for the Seattle sessions? Who helped put this thing together for you guys? Our uh, our producer engineer uh, Justin Davis. He um, he actually he uh, engineered the last uh, revival record. Actually, him and Stephen Hogan did, uh, and we met them in Seattle from the uh, self titled record when we did that in 2011. Um, at London Bridge, they were working there, and we just really hit it off with those two. Um, so yeah, he was—he's our guy. He's our our producer engineer from from Seattle Sessions and also Revival, and, and did work with us on uh, the self-titled. So he's 
he's a dear friend of ours, but also a crazy mad scientist when it comes to the control board. And so far, what sort of reactions have you been able to gauge from the EP? Have there been any reactions to it that have surprised you or that you didn't quite see coming? Or Well, we really haven't even haven't even put it out as far as uh, like the press goes. It's, it's oh, I see. It's kind of starting to. Um, we're, we're setting up now where we had to do uh, a few um, tweaks here and there to, to get it ready, but um, I, I think it should be coming out on, on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff in the next couple of weeks, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been good. The people that have heard it, we've got it on SoundCloud, and, and uh, you know, people are the people that are that are hearing it or that have heard it are, are digging it. You know, it is a little different than than the uh, than the record, so it's it's got more of kind of a psychedelic live feel um, that people that people are digging for sure. And you guys have also released a cover, uh, a rendition of Pearl Jam's release. I mean, talk about that, that song specifically. Well, well, why, why that one to, to cover? Oh, man, that, that, was the, that was one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs um, ever. And uh, we were in Seattle, and we, we kind of been uh, covering that song here and there. And we, we did it on that tour uh, that led us up to Seattle. And uh, we just said, man, let's, you know, Pearl Jam 10 was recorded in the studio in the same spot. So let's let's do kind of a, a tribute to, to Pearl Jam in, in Seattle at London Bridge. So we we recorded release um, and have been playing it. And the highlight, I, I guess, of that song for me was um, this last, the, the Cannabox tour that we did uh, last year. Uh, we, we toured with Cannabox for about eight weeks, and Dave Cruzen is... Um, the original Pearl Jam drummer from Pearl Jam 10 was was the drummer for Cannabox on that tour. So he uh, he actually got behind the kit and played played release with the whole band several several times. It was it was a magical magical thing for me for for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, and, uh, and 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 but and just as an aside, you know, I mean, the the, the album that Candlebox was pushing for that tour was amazing. I really think oh, more yeah. people needed to get out and hear it. I loved that album. Yeah, Disappearing Airports is a great record. They were playing a lot of songs from that record, and, and they just killed it live. I mean, their their live show is is so high energy, and and they still they're they're putting on a great show. Love Cannibals. Yeah, and, and talk a little more about touring with them. Uh, with them, I mean, how has that helped the band? You know, it 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 was the first day of that tour. Um, we, we ran into uh, the Temple agents, who are now very close friends of ours from, from Chile, and they were they were opening up that that tour. Uh, so we we came into Nashville. And, you know, we're, we're all of us are extremely excited about touring with Cannabox. And my you know my inner twelve year old self was like, what the fuck, dude? We're we're touring with Cannabox, really? Like, you pinch me, you know what I mean? So we we meet up with the Temple agent guys in Nashville and had a big blowout that night, and then we hit the road. Um, got in our bus and then met Cannabox the next day, and it, it, I would say the, the first tour because we did two tours of them. I was I was a huge fanboy, you know. I was I was starstruck for probably <laughs> probably a good two or three days, you know. So um, it was kind of weird for me just to be so in awe of those guys. And then after a couple shows and a couple beers and hanging out, I mean, it's, it, they're they're very much family to us now, and and. Uh, and love those guys. They're, they're incredible people, incredible musicians, but uh, very gracious, to, to say the least. So, and so down to earth, I think. Oh, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, they're so down to earth and great people. The whole, I mean, the professional, as professional as you can get, um, but love to have a good time and, and are in it for the right reasons. And they, they love the music. And it, it definitely inspired us to be um, to be a better band and to, to give all that we could on stage. You know, when you're opening up for Candlebox, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get ready. You know, you gotta you gotta bring it out there and and and, uh, and give people a good show because Candlebox is amazing. You want to do the best you can. Now, bring me back to the beginning of Lowell Water. How, how you know? Talk about how this whole band got off the ground. So, Lowell Water was a a band that we started in college. Um, Athens, Georgia, had a really big live scene at the time. Um, a lot of bars were playing live music all the time. So for me, you know, I was, um, I, I kind of joined the band with some other friends of mine, and uh, we 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 started jamming in a uh, a basement, like a just just dirty, just mildew-ridden basement for a, for a couple years. But it was on Lowell Water. So the guys, our former drummer, kind of started the band, and I came in, um, and uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of took over i guess for the lack of a better word but um yeah we started off in athens playing cover shows i mean we would play you know we play a three-hour set at a local bar and pay rent and make you know and have money from uh from the shows we play four or five nights a week and then and then we wanted to take it to another another direction we wanted to start doing original music and and uh we put out a few demos and and they weren't they weren't great um and then you know like every band you kind of go through members here and there and and um then we decided to to go to Seattle and do a, a do a real legit record, um, and that's kind of where it, that's that's kind of us in a nutshell. Wow! And so before Lull Water, I mean, what was your musical experience? Well, I've been in bands ever since high school. You know, I've, I've been playing with other guys in, in uh, my hometown, and uh, was in was in a band pretty much all throughout high school, and and. Uh, Took a break from a little while from music and, and kind of got back in it once I was in college, and uh, yeah, I mean my, my influences were, were were always were always the Seattle late '80s, early '90s hard rock grunge scene. You know that was that was really the most influential, I guess, era of rock for me. Um, and then we just kind of you know I, I would bring that that style to to the band. And uh, talk about the other members of the band. Tell me who they are and what it is you think each of them sort of brings to the table that makes this thing work. So you've got you've got uh, Joe Wilson, our drummer. Um, he is just an animal when it comes to the live show. Um, I think he brings a huge, huge, uh, a huge element of just high energy, creative creativity, and all those things that come with a with a drummer that's just his own guy. You know, I mean, he's <laughs> Joe is just. Keith Moon back there, you know, he's, he's got his own thing, he makes the music a lot more solid and just powerful, because he's a, he's a killer drummer, um, and you have Ray Betty, who is, uh, we, we, his name's Roy, we call him Ray, it just kind of stuck when he joined the band, so, uh, that's, he's now, he's now Ray, no longer Roy, I think Roy, Roy passed a long time ago when he started Milwaukee, but, um, Roy, the bass player, I, I can't say enough about him, I mean, he is one of the best bass players uh, I've I've had the the uh, grace of playing with just because of how talented he is, um, but he brings a lot of uh, again he brings dynamic to the band um, when it comes to backup vocals and and bass riffs things that I would not necessarily do he he brings to the table in writing saying hey, let's let's do this or let's do that let's put a riff here and uh, 
he's a he's a great songwriter as well as a bass player. Um, we got a new guy actually. Daniel Benny is our new guitar player. Uh, him and I did some side project work together a long time ago, and uh, when when our <clears throat> our former guitar player left, he was kind of the you know it was kind of like a light bulb. Well, dude, let's let's get Benny. He's an incredible player, and um, and we're really excited about having him put his mark on on future records for sure. And talk about the songwriting process in this band. How do you guys go about it? You know, it, it varies, and I, it it really we uh, we rely on each other to 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 bring out the best in a song. Um, usually, what will happen is I'll come in with a riff or a song idea or a full song, and uh, and then we jam it, and then we get into the rehearsal room, and it, it could change. It 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 it, it kind of moves and and pushes and pulls throughout the the song until we get it where um, everyone feels like that's the the best rendition of the song or that's the best that we could have made the song so um for the most part i I bring the vocal um i bring vocals to the band with lyrics and melodies and um and the the original ideas of of the music but everyone writes everyone um has their own input in in each song And and i love that about this band is that it's not um it's it's not an ego thing where it's like i'm the primary songwriter and you have you know all this tension or whatnot it, we all really respect each other's musicians and what we bring to the table we know it's for the benefit of the, the music so it's uh it works out and from the ep what songs off of it stand out for you the most and, and why i would say off the ep relief for sure but um i love a forgotten name on that on that that recording in that recording um the ep definitely showcases a forgotten name into a you know eight minute jam and um we kind of wanted to space out we wanted to do some songs that we had um a little bit more time to to experiment and and i think broken wings and a forgotten name from that uh from that session is is definitely kind of a testament to that of us saying let's let's just let's just jam here you know what i mean let's get in the studio let's let's see what we can see what we can do and and it kind of organically happened um but yeah i would say those two broken wings and a forgotten name um, as far as the original songs that we did, those are my those are my favorite. And having shared stages and, and and touring with you know bands like Candlebox, and I think you also did some shows with Theory of a Dead Man. I mean, what, what, what have you learned being on the road? We've learned that you have to it, you have to be honest with yourself and also with the people with you. Um, and that are in the, the circus family. You know, when you're when you're out on the road, you rely on um, on everyone to really get out there and, and and work. And it's it's you know we've we've done really great tours with really professional um, musicians and and tour managers and and uh, production managers and all these people that um, have made us a, a tighter touring band instead of a you know just kind of laissez faire. Fuck it, whatever we'll do, we'll do a tour into more of a, you know, kind of a structured thing, and, and to be more professional and to uh, to really, you know, give our best and, and and do our best on on stage and to play a great show, but also to you know keep the keep the tour machine running and keep the uh, keep the the positive energy going because it it can get stressful on tour. You know, tour is a it's a monster. So if you're not if you're not in a good group of people and if you're not with solid people you know you're you're gonna have some problems so 
I would say the best experience uh, for me with Cannabox and Theory is just getting to know the musicians and that have accomplished so much in their life and to take something away from that and, and to, uh, you know, to, it, it's humbling for us as, as, you know, a band that's been touring but not in the same level as those guys. It's it's humbling to be on the other end and, and we appreciate all the opportunities that those, those guys have given us for sure. And... Uh What's next for for the band musically after the after the release of this EP? What's next for you guys musically? Um, after the uh, after the EP, we're actually we just signed up with um, TKO. We, we've got the go ahead on that. Um, where I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that or not, but <laughs> it's going to come out soon, sooner or later, um, which is incredible for us because we've been we've been really pushing for a for a. Uh, massive booking agency and a, and, a, and a solid professional booking agency for a long time where we, we just got picked up with them. Um, I'm assuming touring is going to happen um, and we're going to try to tour and exhaust the revival record and uh, and go back in the studio late October, early November um, and have a record out next year. So we're, we're really excited about going back in the studio and, and doing a follow-up record to uh, to revival and, and um and we'll have Daniel Benny on this next record, so it's gonna, it's gonna have a, a lot of a lot of meat. You know, I have a feeling this next record is gonna be really, really powerful and really, really heavy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. We're looking at touring the rest of the summer and getting a new record out. And with the Seattle sessions, what's the big idea? What would you like someone to come away with after they've heard it? You know, honestly, for us, the EP was just something that we've had for a long time. Uh, we we had these recordings since you know March 2013, somewhere in there, and um, we just wanted to kind of show a different, I, I guess, a different sound that we that we've that we've, I guess, that we created in 13, but then we we've, we've grown in the last four years from that. So I, I would say, someone to hear the record or the EP to kind of take away. You know, I guess the experimental side of what we do, and, and to look at it more of, um, they 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 took a different route with these songs, or they were able to change these songs in a in a in a uh, in a different way. So I, I don't know. I think if if someone comes back liking it, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I guess that's all I can really say about the EP. For more on Lullwater, check them out at their official website, www.lullwatermusic.com. The link is provided right here at rockwire.com. And once again, here is Lullwater with American Glutton.
That's going to do it for this edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles. A special thanks goes out to John Strickland of Lullwater for his time and his music. And a very special thanks goes out to Denise Kovalevich of DMK Publicity. For Rockwired, I'm Brian Lush, and remember, keep your eyes forward, never look back, and make it up as you go. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media, LLC. A limited liability company and is available exclusively at rockwire.com. Online radio that rocks.